In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. What I love about Shopify is basically how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. I know we use Shopify here at Betches, and honestly, anyone with any kind of business could really benefit from Shopify. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash betches. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate. From the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. Yeah. 
gosh, if that doesn't get you pumped up, I don't know what will. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. This is your friend Ryan, and welcome to a new week. We've got a pop culture roundup with Sophie Ross. Sophie is back with us. She literally just got in from a plane, so she is exhausted. So we're going to get to that in just one sec. It's kind of a, a, a quicker, just a, a quick little 43-minute conversation. And then on the flip side of that, uh, after that, we'll uh, we'll go into some solo stuff. I'll tell you what's coming up this week in terms of TV shows to watch, some things that I've been noticing in pop culture, some streaming service things, all of that jazz. Um, let's for all the new people, anybody new, let's let's go over this one more time. And if you're uh, if you've recommended this podcast to somebody, thank you. But also teach them how to use it. Okay, so now this is let's. I'm going to be gentle here. You just heard a mashup, and that's what I love to start a show with. I love to start with a music element, right? But if you do not like to start with a music element, which is totally, I get that. I totally understand that. You do not have to. So what you do on the show description, you look for the timestamps. Uh, they're about like a th- half of the way down. I need to actually update all of the verbiage on the show notes, but you will find the timestamps within the show notes. So you could start immediately after that song. You could be like, you know what? I am not in the mood to start with a bop. I am not. I'm, hey, this ain't the Super Bowl. You ain't Rihanna. We I want to start with the talking. So, okay, there, there. now you can do that. But then the timestamp will be like, okay, I don't want to hear this first part where you teach me how to listen to the podcast. I want to skip right to Sophie. So then there'll be another timestamp where you can skip right to Sophie and you can start right at that moment. Now, let's say you, you don't want to hear me and Sophie talk. That's crazy for stuff. But if you don't, I get it, I guess. And you go, okay, solo Ryan pop culture stories. You look for that timestamp and then boom, you can listen to the solo pop culture Ryan stories. Or you could even start with the solo stories. Then you could move to Sophie. This thing, you can you can have it a la carte. You know, like, what is it? Like Burger King? You can have it your way, folks. That's that's what it is. But this is how we do it. Now, I know it might be upsetting for some people. I hope you do realize. I know you have to listen to some commercials. But basically, you get this show for free. So, um, and I do a lot of content. Um, I am just going by somebody that had bothered me on Friday night. I, I happened to open the wrong DM and somebody wanted to tell me about what they thought of the show. And, you know, if you don't like it, let me just let me save you the time. It might be fun. And, you know, like it's fun to get a reaction. And I get it. I, I kind of get it. But I, I think I get it. Um, you don't have to message me. You You can just move on to something that you do like. Unless that is kind of like your thing, like reaching out to people and telling them things that you don't like. But just remember, my my DMs aren't like um, Yelp. Like, you know, the ones I get to open, like, hopefully they're funny and we can commiserate about how much Lisa Rinna sucks. But other than that, like, I would never dream of going to any of your works. I mean, maybe unless you worked at someplace cool. But if I did, I wouldn't go there and go, hey, just wanted to let you know. Um, I hate the work that you're doing. <laughs> like it's not, it is not uh, to my liking. I, I don't think I would ever do that. Who knows? But I don't think I would. So that is how to listen to this show. Now this show it, it goes everywhere. The great thing about this show is we kind of focus a lot of stuff on Bravo, right? Bravo is kind of my life's blood. And I was watching a CBS Sunday morning um, 
piece on streaming services today. And I had this thought, you know, there's so much to choose from. And they had like these scientists and all of these experts talking about why we have all of these streaming services, yet sometimes we still can't find a thing to watch. And we have billions of choices at this point because our brains don't want to think that hard. It's relaxing, right? So you want to know when you get to your TV what you you want to watch immediately. You don't want to be scrolling through Netflix, scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. You don't want to do that, right? So the cool thing about loving Bravo, I think, first off, and loving reality shows, I would imagine this is what it's like with sports teams. You already know. Just go to Bravo. You already know something is going to be on Bravo, whether you're a fan of the Below Deck franchises, Beverly Hills, Salt Lake City comes back this week, Married to Medicine, Real Housewives of Atlanta, which had its season finale tonight, and Drew Sedora announced she has a song that you can stream right now on Spotify and iTunes with Ralph, featuring Ralph Pittman. Ralph. Is that the way? That's kind of a weird uh, R&B name. Ralph. I mean, they had Ralph Tresvant from New Edition, right? Was he in uh, Belle Bib DeVoe as well? No, he wasn't. Uh, no, well, Ralph Tresvant. But for the most part, Ralph is not a strong R&B name. But what I thought was great was that we all know that we love reality shows and we love Bravo. So I think that always helps me when I am in doubt of what to watch and I'm faced with these billions of choices. I can always go to Bravo, right? I can always go to TLC, mainly Bravo. I'm a Bravo head. I mean, TLC, we've established, just scares me. And I actually have uh, a guest on uh, Pink Shade on this week. Uh, later this week, and we get into some TLC shows like Seeking Sister Wives and 90 Day Fiance and all of that jazz that I don't get to talk about a lot. Uh, but I do watch. Man, I watch Sister Wives tonight. That shit just blows my mind on TLC with Cody. and the. I mean, I guess this thing's been on for 19 seasons. I just started watching it like three seasons ago. Turns out he's always been an asshole. I thought that was just like a new thing. But I hear he's been an asshole since the beginning. So... And, you know, plural marriage for all, you know, the benefits, which it's hard for me to think of right now. It just seems like it's a real, it's a real bummer at the end of the day. I just don't know why anybody would want to do the plural marriage lifestyle. Like I loved Big Love on HBO. Remember that show with Bill Paxton, Rest in Peace. But other than that, I was like, yeah, plural marriage. I don't think that's ever going to be my thing. But Reality shows are our thing, right? Pop culture is our thing. And it's ever-evolving. It's ever-changing. And that, to me, is so exciting. Um, so we celebrate pop culture on this show. Bravo and reality shows are our entrance point. But we talk about music. We talk about scripted TV. We talk about kind of anything that fascinates me. And lucky or unlucky, you, everything fascinates me. Uh, you know, books, TV. I was just... I was reminiscing about Entertainment Weekly. You know, you would get the hard copy, card copy fall fall movie preview or the fall TV preview, and you felt like you had a little bit of gold in your hand. I remember being a kid. I subscribed to Entertainment Weekly since I was a boy, and it's so sad they don't make the issues anymore. It's just online. But there was something so I romanticize it now. It's like getting one of those scholastic fair book things that you'd get in class once a month and you'd get to check off the books you wanted. And then like a month later, they'd come and you'd have these brand new books you'd get to take home. But that was the same excitement you got from magazines. And for me, magazines like Entertainment Weekly or Us Weekly or Premier Movie Magazine or Rolling Stone or Spin Magazine, you know, I just always loved that and still do. 
But I was reminiscing about what, you know, this is the first weekend of fall, right? I guess Saturday was the first day of fall, I heard. And uh, I was trying to think of memories that made me think of fall. And a lot of uh, you listeners, you'll, you'll be like, oh, it's pumpkin, uh, pumpkin spice season. You know, I get, I get my Starbucks or we put out the, the, the pump, the, <laughs> the pumpkin, the, the Halloween decorations, all of that. For me, it was the fall movie preview and the fall TV preview. Like that was the thing. And I would circle all the shows that I wanted to watch that year. And I don't know. Like I I wish we had something like that again. The only thing I hope is that kids these days uh, are able to open up uh, whatever, their computer, their phone, their whatever, and still romanticize it in a way that we used to do, but in a new way, just on their devices. But it scares me because then I'm like, how do you even begin to – to form, to form taste when you have everything at your disposal nowadays. So this hopefully will either help us celebrate or help push away some of the BS and enjoy the good stuff. And there is so much good stuff out there to enjoy right now. Um, just a couple of uh, notes quick, and we're going to get to Sophie. Um, if you like this podcast, you, you don't even have to love it, but if you even like it, give it five stars on Apple podcasts and Spotify. Wait, I dare you. I, I double dog dare you do it. No, do it now. Come on, do it now while I'm on the phone. Do I see you do it? I believe in you. Don't no, 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 don't, no, no, don't turn it off. No, no, no. Just so five stars on Apple podcasts and Spotify. I recommend you do that with any podcast that you like. Uh, remember that we all kind of do these for free and if you haven't garnered by now, podcasting is not the um, the, the gold mine that maybe you would, would dream it would be. I don't know why I did dream it would. Be. I was like, I'll be like a rock star. No, no, that's not not the case. So that's a great way to support, and that helps you get advertisers and all of that jazz. Also, support the advertisers for this show. We have a great advertiser today. We had one last week. Um, go visit. You know, and, and not just my show, any show. If they give you a link, go visit that link just to see that somebody clicked on it. You don't have to get something. I mean, it does help the show, though. I'm not joking. I've gotten notes from the uh, iHeart people where it'd be like, hey, no one got anything this week. And then you're like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. And then you're like, oh, fuck, do I buy stuff from myself for myself? <laughs> you know, like, my name, my name is Ralph Raley. <laughs> I'm sitting on a bucket of Dame products right now. Not literally. You would actually hear that if it were true. Um, so that is a way to support. The other way is Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash so bad it's good. Now, we did a decision last week that was very hard for me because I kind of just want to give away everything. And I know that sometimes or I know a lot of times that's not a smart business decision. Uh, I still I feel like you're still getting the same amount of free shows on the main feed, but what I am doing is I am taking the Kardashians, which I did a recap of on Thursday, a two-hour recap. I really, listen, like I always say, you can hate them all you want, but it is ignorant to not, uh, first off, we make fun of them, but secondly, you got to study their moves. I mean, if you are a fan of pop culture, you got, you can't, 
you got to keep an eye on them at all times. We cannot let them just do things willy-nilly without our close attention on them because pretty soon they're just going to own us. They're, they're literally they're, they're going to buy me. I mean, probably not me, but they might buy you one day, and you don't want that to happen. So we got to cover the Kardashians. Now, I'll be talking about Kardashian news on this show, of course, but if you want a full recap, and I really do enjoy doing those recaps, uh, go over to the Patreon. Uh, starting this week, they will be all over on the Patreon week by week. And if you listen to this week's one, you know how passionate I am. We're also right now covering Selling the OC uh, with Kate Legeko over there. We'll be on episode five this week, so you can listen to the previous four. Selling the OC is produced by the people that do Selling Sunset, and it follows the adventures of the Oppenheim Group, the same real estate agency, but they're breaking into the OC. And I got to tell you, I love it way more than Selling Sunset, but I also hate it. And that show, that's so bad it's good in a nutshell. It's, I hate it so much that I got to talk about it, which means I love it. Uh, so that is over there as well. We just actually put up uh, a thing I put up in my Instagram stories, a Q&A. We're doing a Q&A episode, me and Meditza Lopez. She works with me, does all the amazing graphics on top of so many other things. But uh, she's going to ask me these questions. And if you have a question for her, go over to the Patreon and ask. And uh, we already got a good one. I've already been thinking about this one I got. That said, where do you see all this going? Where do you see this podcast taking you? And I've been really thinking about that today since I got that uh, that question. So I cannot wait to answer that one because I really am thinking about that. Sometimes the, the Patreon members, they come up with really, really good things. So uh, go sign up if you do want to support the show. I realize that's that's kind of a weird request because you're like, Ryan, I get so much already for free, but we're trying to make it worth it. There's already 220. I mean, there's an insane amount of podcasts over there. If you're looking to get through my OVA that have not even been released on the main feed at all. We've recapped full seasons over there and we will continue to recap full seasons. And I'll probably start doing specialty episodes like I wanted to do the uh, Lori Vallow documentary. Uh, and try to dip my toe into true crime a little bit because that is, isn't it weird when we say that's a passion of mine? True crime's a passion of mine. <laughs> By the way, do not watch Dahmer on Netflix. I told you that last week, but I want to remind you people because I see a lot of the news on social media right now. Like, oh my God, Evan Peters is so good as Jeffrey Dahmer. It's it's amazing. No, it's frightening as hell. He does a great job, but like, great. I actually believe that Jeffrey Dahmer is Evan Peters now and he's going to eat me because Jeffrey Dahmer's dead. Evan Peters is still alive. Do you know what I'm saying? Oh. <sighs> We've already covered like 40 pop culture things. Somebody else then sent me a DM on Friday after I had posted this thing where the lady had said she hated the show. And some <laughs> this lady, God bless her, she was like, you know what? She then thought it was like, oh, I was asking for opinions on the show, which I was like, no, 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 you know, but she was really nice. And she was like, you know what? It's just, it's not my thing. It's like you go too fast and you go from thing to thing. And I was like, yeah, that's kind of how my mind works. And, and, I, but I totally get it. But she's like, I still, I love your Instagram though. I'm like, great. Thank you. But I was, I was like, oh no, did I just open the floodgates of a bunch of things that I don't want to hear, but it's okay, but it's all right. That's how we go. We hop from thing to thing. I'm talking to like-minded lovers of pop culture. You guys are as passionate, if not more than I am sometimes. And I love that. And if there is something we are not covering, if there's something you would like us to hear, like to hear more of, email us at so bad. It's good with Ryan Bailey at G Ryan Bailey at gmail.com. But go sign up for that Patreon. It really helps. And I got to move in uh, the beginning of November. So dad, daddy, needs, uh, dad, daddy needs a new apartment. 
<laughs> okay, you guys. Okay, we're, we're starting right off. So this is a perfect example right now. We're going to go to Sophie right now. So if you didn't want to hear this BS or in the future, you don't want to hear the BS, go to Sophie. I used to listen to Mark Maron's podcast, the uh, WTF pod, way back in the day. And I found I loved his interviews, but I did not like the part where he would just talk by himself. And uh, now I do this and I'm like, oh my God, you've turned into like a bad version of Mark Maron. You're here talking to yourself by yourself and people might just want to hear the interview. So here we go. Here we go. Here is another week. It is going to be a great week though, folks. We have so many good guests coming up. I mean, they are stacking up at this point on top of the recaps. Oh my God. So we're going to get to Sophie right now. She is coming back from Mykonos. She just got back. The day, like just, we recorded this hours ago. She had just gotten back. She is beat. So it is a quick 43 minute interview, but we cover a lot. You guys, we talk about Southern charm. We talk about Mykonos. We talk about (laughs) travel. I mean, there's so many things we talk about. We have a bunch of recommendations in there, Uh, but then I'm going to talk to you guys on the flip side about all of the stuff. And we'll probably go a little bit more into things like Beverly Hills and stuff. So without further ado, remember her podcast is called So True with Sophie Ross. A new episode will be out this Tuesday, but here she is with us as always, Sophie Ross with the Pop Culture Roundup. You guys, welcome back. Welcome to your week. We have a, a very exciting, we have somebody back from Mykonos. She is sun-kissed. Uh, you know her from the podcast So True with Sophie Ross, which you can ca- catch on Tuesdays. Uh, and I just read her Substack. Uh, which uh, really updated me on Ariel Sharness, which I think you guys are getting into this week on your podcast on Tuesday. Uh, Sophie Ross, welcome back from Miko- Mykonos. Well, how you you're dead? It was Santorini, but yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry, like, Santorini. I am so dead right now. Um, I had like the longest freaking day of my life. It was first of all we which day today or yesterday. Today, because we we left, we flew from Greece. No one cares, but I'm just going to tell you anyway. No, I think people care, actually. I actually, I care. (laughs) We flew from Santorini to Helsinki and had an overnight layover in Helsinki, which I love. I'm like obsessed with Scandinavia all of a sudden, just from like this overnight layover. I'm like, I want to (laughs) explore Scandinavia with someone. If you want to explore Scandinavia with me, (laughs) the new podcast, Exploring Scandinavia with Sophie, Sophie Ross premieres hearts, next year. Hearts unknown, Scandinavia <laughs> with Sophie. But anyway, it was like an eight and a half, nine hour flight from Helsinki today to JFK. And by the way, all of you people that have global entry and you think you're like <laughs> so cool and like such a jet setter, I got like conditionally approved for global entry, but I still have to do the interview thing. And I actually have the interview Wait. next week. Oh, I did that one time when my ex was going to Japan all the time and I had to do global entry. The interview is like super easy. It's not. Yeah, like- yeah, yeah. But the lo- so I was like, OK, I have, an, I have an appointment next week, but you can also do it when you land at JFK. I waited. My boyfriend has global entry. 
So he was, he was like done and through, I was like, go get my suit. Wait, that reminds me of Katie and Tom, Tom Schwartz. When he, she was like, switch yeah. me, switch me. I was so class. bitter. I was so bitter, but they made me check my suitcase in Helsinki, which I was so annoyed about. So I was like, go get my suitcase at baggage claim. I'll just like, wait, it was the longest line of my life. I'm never <laughs> flying internationally to JFK ever again. And then there was a line to do like the global entry interview. And I was like, get me the fuck out of this airport. I never want to see this airport ever again. And my boyfriend was like, okay, you know what? We're not going to, we're not going to do JFK anymore. Cause then it's like an hour Uber home from JFK. <laughs> Guys, I know I sound like I'm like, really, no, this, no. Someone who's like really nice vacation. I am very grateful for this amazing vacation, <laughs> but fuck JFK. And fuck. Wait. I love how like when you're at the airport also, <laughs> When you're at the airport and like they literally do not like the employees do not care and i can see why i'm like yeah i, I mean like most employees don't care anymore like, I know, it's also like oh you're coming home from vacation and i'm like at work like <laughs> like they like do not care yeah. oh my god it was just like wait wait are you telling me though that i'm now i'm scared though i'm scared that there's going to be a tiktok video that pops up this week of Sophie yelling at somebody at JFK. Like no, you're going to be yelling. Like... I wasn't yelling at anyone except kind of my boyfriend. Cause he was like, when I finally made it through customs and he was just like waiting for me, like all like gleeful. <laughs> it took an hour. He was waiting for me for an hour. He was like, come here, give me a hug. And I was like, do not touch me. <laughs> it was like, just so. And, and I love that. That's how the vacation, that's how it always seems to go. Like that's how the vacation ends. And it looked like from your pictures, a beautiful, romantic vacation it was so blissful and amazing and then traveling it was just like the it's just the worst and there was a woman behind me with like a yorkie in this long i'm not kidding when i say it took an hour to go through customs and she had a yorkie in a bag and she was like can i please go she was asking everyone she was like can i go like my yorkie hasn't gone to the bathroom in 10 hours and i was like neither have i everyone was like we haven't either like no one was letting her <laughs> that's i was like you can take your yorkie to the bathroom right there and she was like she won't go in there and i'm like okay <laughs> new york is back baby all right this oh my god that, okay so that rant but um, yeah. no, I love, I love that actually, but the vacation <laughs> itself was amazing. Do you decompress fully? I saw that you were working on your sub stack, which is amazing. You still release an episode of your podcast. Do you like, are, are you still do, are you still the same Sophie in that? Like when you go on vacation, are you still flipping through like daily mail, Instagram, or yeah, were you like, you know what? It's just still... me and dude. No, definitely was still like, okay, what's your Wi-Fi password? I still wanted to like, <laughs> the internet. But for the most part, I like was, I was not, I have a full-time job and I was not logging on to like care about my responsibilities at all. <laughs> I was off. It's well, like, yeah, I, you you took vacation. I PTO days for a reason. So I was like on vacation, but I still, I did, um, I recorded the podcast episode before yeah, I yeah, yeah. And then uploaded it while I was there. I did my sub stack while I was there, but for the most part, I, yeah, I was pretty unplugged. I was like, 
this is the life I deserve. Just like sipping an Aperol spritz, like in Greece, like, please. but you never, I mean, but by the way, that's the life you could potentially have. And, <laughs> es- and especially if you stop yelling at that boyfriend of yours, you know, know. Were you together, just- you guys can get there. What entertainment <laughs> travel? I was like, just like, let them, if people want to like do terrorist attacks, like, please just let them. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> That was a horrible joke. That no, but it's joke. but there's but it, wait. What 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 entertainment travels overseas? Like, was there anything that like was buzzed about in Mykonos that was like American pop culture? It was like, don't worry, darling. Like on fire over there. And we were in like a. I, it was like a village, like. It was like there wasn't like tabloids everywhere and like you know oh, gross the e-, e daily pop is doing is Demois over the- there is Demois over in Mykonos no it's like no one I don't think that anyone I wasn't paying attention to it just like wasn't on my radar but when I was at the airport in Helsinki I was looking at like the tabloids and it was all of these people that I had never seen before one of them looked like she was like the Scandinavian Ina Garden. And then, like, a lot of them had, like, Putin on the cover. It was, like, the ba- – it was, like, clearly talking shit about him, obviously. It wasn't, like, him on the cover. You could like, tell because it was, like, oh, thumbs down. Yeah. It wasn't, like, Finland Vogue Putin on the cover. I like that there's Bizarro Star, like, biz- like American Bizarro Star. Like, they have their version of right. over there. You know, you I know love that. funny? I've, like, talked to, you know – international people from like Australia and from all over. And I've been like, why does it feel like the U S and I know that you have listeners that are outside of the U S yeah, weirdly, totally. Yeah. me, It always feels like the U S is like the center of the universe. I'm like, do I like when it comes to pop culture and movies and like Rihanna, for instance, Beyonce, all in the, all American. And I was like, does it feel like that to you? Or do I just feel like that because I'm in America? And they all, they're like, yeah, I mean, Hollywood, it's the center of, it's the hub. Like America is the hub of like celebrity pop culture. But I, I guess think it's our greatest I mean, export still. Like that's, I mean, like that's our, I know, no, honestly, I feel like sadly that is what, that is our greatest export. And even that I think is going to, and this isn't like anti-America, but it is like, sadly, as technology grows and stuff, you see some of the films that like China is doing and it's like just technology wise, yeah. it's kind of insane, but that's our greatest export right now. It used to be like steel and well, you know, it's like, we've got Hollywood, baby, you know? <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, I mean, it's yeah, just true. Like, do, do, like the, it used to be the auto industry. It used to be, and I feel like this entertainment industry is what we have like pop culture is what we will at the end be known for in some weird way you know That's that and like so facebook like and instagram yeah well, think about it like do you think influencers were invented by us or is that an overseas concept i don't know enough but i think you might because i was reading that thing about ariel charnas which you guys on her Substack is actually really fascinating it always pulls me into something that i don't really know a lot about and then i immediately get intrigued and we talked about ariel charnas on this show before and i know gabrielle bluestone wrote about her in her book and we've talked to her a couple times but you would point it out something really quickly that her and her uh her dude went private She's been looking dour in pictures lately and social blade said that she had deleted like a thousand photos of her kids. I don't know what's going on. I think honestly, in my heart of hearts, I think that she's not splitting up from her husband. People were just speculating. I think that she's not. 
and she's just trying to rebrand right now. I don't know. It's like but so- maybe she got rid of her kids. Maybe that's the rebrand. Like yeah. I just got rid of my kids, you know, the rebrand. She got rid of her kids. Um, Sophie is exhausted. So we're going to try to burn through some stories really quick. And I think the big one that just happened today that everybody's talking about is Rihanna is back, baby. She has signed a headline, the Super Bowl. Oh, I know so Sophie's excited. a huge uh, football fan. This is her big day on Sunday. Uh, for football, did your team do good? Yes. Yes, they actually okay, good. won today. And it was, of Scared course, the one game that I wasn't watching because I convinced myself that I'm like a bad luck charm. I was on the plane. <laughs> wait, wait, are you saying they won because you didn't watch? Yes. they. So will you watch did. next week? I feel like I just shouldn't watch from now on because every time I watch, they lose. And this has been happening for years. When but I go is to that bathroom, the joy for you is to watch? No, yeah. But when I go to the bathroom, I'm watching the game, I go to the bathroom and then it's like, ah! <laughs> I'm so I have to go to the bathroom again. So every time they're up for a big play, go, I got to go take a deuce. I'll be right back. Yeah. I know. I feel like I just like can't watch them anymore because they always lose. What um, do you think about Rihanna? Is that a, I think that's an amazing I'm choice. I'm so excited. Oh my God. She's like making a comeback. I'm pumped. Which means usually you guys, it means that every Super Bowl performer has usually put like one new song out during their set. So are we on the eve of new Rihanna music? She has just had the baby. Of course, there's it's a long running joke now because Anti is what like seven or eight years old. Almost it feels 10. like almost ten. Oh my I think god, Anti was 2013. So this is a perfect Apple Music took this halftime show over from Pepsi. It was a rumor that Taylor Swift was offered it and turned it down. But I think Rihanna fits this way more than Taylor Swift. And also, somebody had mentioned to me that. Uh, Rihanna has been very critical of the NFL in terms of social justice and like Colin Kaepernick and kneeling. So I know Rihanna, there must've been some deal in place where the NFL assured her they were doing like education. They were doing this and maybe showed her that they've made potential positive changes. Do you think? Yeah, no, probably. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm Cause I don't think excited. she would say yes. Otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. I freaking love Rihanna and I was shocked by it. I actually got off the plane and I saw the um, headline, the Instagram that no, the, just the Instagram. And I was like, Oh my God, this must mean Rihanna. I thought she was like teasing it. And my boyfriend was like, he doesn't care about pop culture. He was like, yeah, she is. It was like announced three hours. <laughs> this must I, like, mean she's teasing it. Like, it. No, it's it her announcing Greg, it. Yeah. And it was like, no, it's like, official. <laughs> um, uh, uh, okay, so this is this happened while you were away, Sophie, and I just I really I needed you on home soil to really because I but Adam Levine, I don't know if you remember him from oh Room Five. He has a lot of weird tattoos. Speaking of Super Bowl performers, he was a Super Bowl performer, weirdly enough, and he made like in his he was like, no, need to take my shirt off. Like it was in his contract that he was like, one song, got to so take the annoying. shirt off. I've never thought he was hot, by the way. He was always You've like, always been on the right side of her story. This love is taking its time. Shut the fuck up. Well, I had to break it to my mom this week on the podcast because she's a huge Maroon 5 fan. She's 74 years old. <laughs> and I had to call her at like 1130 at night because she's had weird hours because she's we recovering like, from Are you surgery. I said, no. She goes, yeah, well, she is actually because she's recovering from surgery. But then she was like, let me go close the door because my mom and dad are like sleeping in separate bedrooms while she's healing. And I, I go, what? She goes, what? And I go, mom, did you hear about Maroon 5 and Adam Levine? She's like. No, what's going on? And I and I go, he cheated with a bunch of women on Instagram and DMs and stuff. She goes, I thought I saw his picture today on Instagram. And I go, Mom, you liked my posts about it. 
on Instagram. She goes, oh yeah. But that just showed like my mom's like my mom, like stuff supports me, but never reads anything I do. Like she just blindly supports. I could be posting about anything, but then I had to break it to her and she's like, that's not right. And then I had to ask my mom, did Adam Levine slip into your DMs? And so far she said no, but she said she would tell Adam Levine no. That's my question to you and other women. Wouldn't you say no, even if you like, like you don't like Maroon 5. Okay, well, I know that there's been like a debate about yeah. like, should we be shaming the woman or just the man? Oh, hell no, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. I know that Emrata came out with a very like, which is, I. it's like the Brad Pitt rumors, her and Brad Pitt. It's like, which side? Well, also she was cheated on, her, her relationship split because right. she was cheated on, you know? Right. So I think I like can see both sides of it but i think at the end of the day remember when jimmy fallon slid into my dms <laughs> yeah and then you, like, you you he said please be he goes please be nice to me yeah please be nice <laughs> to me. it's like you will always kind of have as a regular person and i know that she's like an instagram model but she's just like a regular ass like everyday whatever emrata yeah no not emrata oh the the normal girl Summer. the the Sumner, oh, Sumner, Sumner Sky. No, Sumner, the girl that um Adam Levine cheated on Bahati Prinsloo, his wife, with is just like a regular, she's not famous, she's like a nobody. And um, so I think that like when you're a nobody, like me or you or Sumner or whoever it is, not that don't take it personally. I've even, always like, been compared to Sumner uh, so far. <laughs> Sumner, whatever her name is. <laughs> like, if you are just an average person that's not going to, like, Vanity Fair Oscar parties and, like, the Met Gala, and Adam Levine or, like, Jimmy Fallon, I know it's like, a stupid example because it's not like we were, like, flirting, but it's, like... If Can we make someone, that rumor up, though? That'd be great. If, that would be great. Let's. <laughs> I'm going to make a TikTok about it and be like, Jimmy Fallon is child after me. But, but show um, the actual DMs from him, and you can clearly see he's not hitting on her. But like, how does this read? This reads like you're a married like, man, Jimmy. Where I take a screen recording of the DM. So it's like, see, I didn't Photoshop it. But like, I feel like, <laughs> yes, there kind of is a power dynamic. Where it's like, oh my God, I'm so excited that this really, really, really famous person is talking to me. Like, of course there's a power dynamic. I think that that's like kind of like undeniable. And of course it's like absolutely wrong for, you know, women, we should have each other's backs. If you know that a man is married with children, he's like, but we're separated. Like just stay away. Stay well, there, away. By the way, there. And if some guy in your DM says, "Hey, me and my wife are separated," automatically don't believe them. There should be some sort of service that we yeah. can get a third party involved, where we gar- like we can find out if they're separated or not. Because it always seems celebrities, like ha- by happenstance, are always separated from their wives. You know? Yeah. No, it's always like the the. <laughs> I listen to a lot of podcasts like one is called something was wrong and it's like about (laughs) women that fall for these like dirty John type guys yeah and they're always like yeah we're separated and like the women the other women always fall for it they always fall for it and it's like if someone is separated why do you think that is do you think that's because women have big hearts do you think that's why I mean why do you think they fall for it because they want to believe there, I mean, why do you think it I is? Mean, I feel like it probably could go the other way around. I think that men would probably be just as inclined to believe a, a woman that he's super attracted to is separated. But it's like, 
women are less likely to be psychopathic liars. And that actually is a statistic that most psychopaths and sociopaths, like 90% are men, something like that. No offense. Oh, no, no. I mean, I I completely definitely talked about this before. So it's like, it's just the fact that so many men are psychopaths and really good liars. It's like, yeah. And like, you kind of want to believe if you're super into somebody and they seem into you, you're going to like eat up whatever they say. Yeah. Well, and also it's just not Sumner too. It was proven that it was like a bunch of other girls as well. So, and, but at the same time, like it is weird that I feel like between this and the Kardashians and everything else in like pop culture this year, especially we've normalized cheating. Like it's almost so much that we're so used to the idea that I feel like it's like, ah, well, this guy cheated again. Like we're almost making it like now it's like, oh, well, you know, he's a guy, he's trash. Like, instead of actually, there's like, he, and then Adam like issues an apology of like, this won't happen again, even though I didn't cross the line, even though I have from multiple sources now that they actually did, like, she was in his like place he had for other women, a uh, place in Los Angeles, a separate like, like right. condo or some shit, you know? But that, I mean, I just feel like cheating is so normalized because of celebrity culture. Like yeah. we- like Tristan just walks around with his like, head held up high, which, by the way, you probably didn't get to watch Kardashians this week, but they the season premiere happened. Anything, Southern You're Tower, lucky. Hills, oh, dude, two weeks ago. Well, by the way, how how many years have you worked in food and Bev? Um, my family actually owns several bars, so shut the fuck up, Craig. Dude, two weeks ago, Craig on Southern Charms it just got into a fight with Naomi. Like, wasted, shit can Craig wasted, which is always entertaining but scary. And then he's like, Naomi's like, be nice to the waitress, everybody. He's like, fuck you, Naomi. How many times have you, how many years have you worked in Food and Bev? Because me, I've worked seven. Like, it was something insane. It was like an and insane all she number. all was saying was like, be nice. Hey, like you guys are really drunk and rowdy right now. Let's like be polite to the waitress. Like that was like the most innocuous statement. And then Craig's head, Craig hears, fuck you, Craig, you piece of shit. Like that's how like weird it is. And then in this episode, which you haven't seen yet, it goes even further, you guys, because Craig's like apologetic, you know, and then Naomi kind of pokes the bear and's like, why are you so nice tonight? But, you know, and then Craig gets like Craig gets so upset by anything Naomi does. It is bizarre like it's it's like it truly is you can see how much he loved this girl but i don't mean that in a complimentary way i don't mean that in like oh he has a big heart he is suppressing like feelings that he still has because otherwise it's like why i feel like i i think about that saying that's like the opposite of love isn't hate it's indifference you know? Yeah. So yes, it's like, actually. He has like this actual yes. passionate dislike for her where it's like you, that's not the opposite of love. You clearly still love her. Which is so, which by the way, if you were Paige and you watched your guy already on national TV and I know it's reality shows so you can say, oh, the producers made me, but wouldn't you be a little concerned that he was still this actively hating on this girl that he dated for so long? Like he was like getting upset immediately. Yes. Cause that's not indifference, like you said. Honestly, I'm having a spidey sense like I did for Kim and Pete. I think <laughs> Craig, I think the t- clock is kind of ticking and like, I will eat, what did they say? I'll eat crow pie. I'll, <laughs> I'll eat crow pie if I'm wrong. I'll say, I'll say. But I'm some shrek. No, but like, I actually have this like spidey sense. I think it's like an amalgamation of like, Paige talking about how she's kind of like depressed and she's really snappy at Craig and 
and how she picks at everything he does. And I think Craig said on another podcast that he feels like she criticizes him a lot in the season. About Paige or about Naomi? Yes, about Paige. He hates being criticized. Right. That's the exact problem that he had with his relationship with Naomi. So I'm like, this doesn't seem, I don't know. I'm not really like, and, and you know what? And me and Laura Parker actually on the latest episode of my podcast. Oh yeah, Laura Parker's. I love her actually. She's, she's awesome. awesome. She's awesome. By her book, Vagina Problems. But she was talking about how you know she actually thinks they might get engaged, and I was like, I wouldn't be surprised either way. But I think I would be more surprised if they got engaged, and less surprised if they just like broke up tomorrow. Well, but we've got BravoCon coming up in a couple of weeks. So, true, you true. know, they'll stay together for BravoCon unless they make it. That would be kind of a fun panel of like watch Craig and um, uh, Paige break up. You know, Hannah could host it. It would be like a whole googly squad. Is Hannah like invited to BravoCon? No, I don't think so. But I mean, I have a I don't know. Like, like you is Freddie, me- is Freddie Mellencamp going to come? Blacklist. Is Freddie oh Mellencamp, God. do you think? Did you see what Freddie tweeted earlier tonight? Yeah, wait, can you read that to people? Yeah, uh, Freddie Mellencamp has this pod uh, called Twats with her and Tamara Judge, two TTs in a pod. And it's like, it does really well, you guys. This podcast does insanely well. But Freddie, it's almost, I was trying to accept this, that certain people hate listen to me. And and that that's a hard thought to like hold on to, but I have a feeling that a lot of people hate listen to two T's in a pod, even though they people say they love Tamara. What did she say? Well, I think yeah, I, I would say that Tamara carries. But Teddy tweeted this two hours ago. For everybody tweeting me that I wasn't an Aspen, thank you. I'm aware. <laughs> My job is to talk about the show. Also, neither were any of you, and yet you seem very sure about what happened. And then, like, shrug emoji, like, shut up. Your job, <laughs> your your podcast, your hobby, your her job is making people starve themselves. I exactly. thought that was her real job. Exactly. Wait. She's so she just does not help herself. Well, she's also one of those people that, like, I think there's a quote from her somewhere where she said, um, one time she's like, you know, after this is over, you're not gonna find me trying to make money off being a housewife, and that's all she does. Like, that's all that's that's the sad part of the housewives thing is like you see the, the after the aftermath, and she's found this good thing with. Tamara, but at the same time, it's like this thing where you're like, oh, you kind of hope that they have something going on enough where they don't have to rely on like fandom and things like that. Like they have an actual business. She's like the Nick Vile of Bravo. Oh my God. Thank you so much for bringing that up. Do you know how disappointed I am and sickening to it's sickening to my stomach? I brought this up last week on the pod on Monday is that I had to see a picture of Sophie and Nick Vile and Sophie <laughs> proudly posted this herself. I thought I was like, oh, my God, somebody's kidnapped Sophie. This is like Black a ransom mail. thing. And what? What? And you were all smiley. Have you guys did you date Nick Vile? Is this why you don't like Nick Vile? Yeah, we fuck. No, I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. No, this was actually back in. 2015. So in my defense, it was seven years ago. It was you were it young. came up on my like Instagram, like this day, seven years ago. So like it was exactly seven years ago. And I went to some random party and this was like after Nick had just had his stint, I think <laughs> on <laughs> Caitlin Bristow's season of The Bachelorette. Okay. Like he was like very likable at the time, or maybe it was like, 
I don't know. He was like, it was when he was like pretty likable. I thought he was like a cute guy. I, I, you know, he was like likable at one point. Yeah. You know? I mean, so I don't like, remember that, but okay. My, yeah. That's my official defense here. He was like, it was during the time he was likable. But my thing is maybe, you know, you'll like him again at some point, And this Ew. is just, you're on the off season of not liking Nick Bile. By the way, Bachelor in Paradise. Bachelor in Paradise premieres this week, you guys. Oh, I'm Isn't actually excited for that because I like yeah. did not care about the Bachelorette this season. Which, all. by the way, that's a there's an article on her Substack about the Bachelorette this week. Even though she admits she doesn't watch it, but she is a proud follower of the discourse around I it. Keep up with the discourse, of course. No, and that's actually super important. Um, I'm not joking. Uh, this is also a story that I wanted to bring up that just happened this weekend because it is one of the first times I actually talked to you is because of this story. Is that did you know this Alec Baldwin is married to this? This lady, Ilaria Baldwin from Lisbon, Spain, or Portugal. Oh, my Mallorca. Mallorca. Yes, she's from Mallorca. And she, you know, it's Mallorca is the town next to Boston, I think. And she had another baby this weekend from Alec. And guess what she named this baby? Ilaria without the H. She named it Ilaria without the H. Like, is, I feel like she's trolling us with I, the baby name. I honestly feel like at this point she's trolling. And I think that she- This whole baby's a troll, a troll baby. That's so sad. That's so sad. Actually, my my aunt was visiting um, the in New York. And I was like, oh, I'm in Greece this week. I didn't get to see her. Anyway, she had a close-up encounter with Alec. And he apparently was Pushed looking her. miserable. Pushing How could you not? Was it like the seventh yeah, baby like, with them or something? Like seventh baby. They he, said they were done the last time. He is living in just like probably his own personal hell at this point. At this, I mean, if you look at Alec without makeup, though, you could live. I I'm looking currently for a one bedroom, one bathroom by November. If anybody knows of anything, but if not, I'm going to offer Alec a couple grand a month to live in one of those bags underneath his eyes. Cause they're huge. Like, he, <laughs> I mean, like, so I've never seen such big bags and I know he's an older gentleman, but really like, Keeping up with that many kids is just so hard, I imagine. No, he looks miserable. And there was some <laughs> video that was like resurfacing on Twitter. And it was like after they had, I think, their like second kid, and maybe Hilaria was like pregnant with a third. And Alec was like, Yep. And then we're done after this one. Like, I swear to God, he was like ready to be done after like two, three kids. And she Do you think the rush shoot ha- the rush shooting happened that he that and then do you think he was like Maybe we do have another kid then to bring joy back. I mean, what? No, why do because you... this was their seventh. That or yeah, their se- they they were having babies way before the rust shooting. Way no, more. no. What I'm saying, they, they I thought they were stopping after the sixth. So I thought maybe oh. they decided to do this after the shooting to kind of like. And I know this is a horrible idea, know. but to garner yeah. good press in a sense. Yeah, like, I to, feel like a lot of people try to do that with babies. Like a lot of celebrities, they're like, no one can criticize me because, like, now I'm just like, you know, I'm having the, I'm bringing a child into the world. Um, so like, I I will criticize the fuck out of you either way. <laughs> um, as we start winding down, we're gonna just keep Sophie for like like ten more minutes because we wanted her to get sleep and a and a good night's rest for the week. Uh, and she's doing that because I didn't we didn't think we'd do this. So, um. A couple of things. I know you didn't watch Beverly Hills, but of course you followed the discourse yeah, as well. Yes. Can you fucking believe that after seven months of hearing Lisa Rinna bitch about this, we we finally get to see some of this shit 
None of it's recorded. I don't know if Kathy's threatened to sue and we're not seeing shit, but this all started like there's a conga line involved. Like nobody wanted to do a conga with Kathy at this underground club. And then Rinna goes home with Kathy, you guys. And Rinna says she has PTSD from Kathy Hilton screaming in the sprinter van and back at the condo, but nobody else has seen it except for Lisa Rinna. I know you haven't watched the show, but you know the situation. I mean, Lisa's not a reliable narrator. What do you think? Exactly. If Lisa Rinna is the only eyewitness, then you know what? I want to believe that actually the opposite happened, you know? Well, but the thing I kind of believe, I believe this probably happened six. 50 to 60% of what Lisa Renna said, I bet happened. Like I bet Kathy was livid. We saw her earlier in that day with the tequila. Kathy was like, Kathy was in her jammies. Like Kathy, I, Kathy reminds me a lot of my mom in certain ways. And sometimes they'll just explode, you know, like I don't doubt that, but fortunately Kathy picked the right person to go home with because nobody fucking believes Lisa Renna anymore. Like, so even if this was true, it's the boy who cried wolf. Lisa has done this so many years in a row. And also why didn't Lisa, she has her phone with her. She knows how to like tweet. She knows how to Instagram back to every Bravo Instagrammer. Why doesn't she hit record on her on her own phone if nobody's taping it? Right, exactly. I saw someone, I saw someone tweet um that they, <laughs> they wish that whenever the Bravo cameras like pack it up for the night, I get that they can't pay cameramen to like stay up all night. Like, why aren't they wearing GoPros or like, dude, that's right. I said body cam. That's what I, I said. Attach GoPros to each of these ladies. We're, we're past the point of this. Like they should also be separated like they do on Love Island of like, if there's not a camera there, these ladies can't hang out. You go to yeah. separate rooms. We watch, you know, you have to log out. You have to sign out like you do a regular job. But if they're going to go party, you damn well better hire other people to take that party or you're not partying. Like, why would we have all this stuff off camera? Show us, don't tell us. And then Lisa saying she has PTSD. Like, how offensive is that? Oh, please. It's like, I I said the most disgusting thing, but it's like, really, honestly, I was like hoping like she just, she needed to go home to take a shit. That is like literally it because she is ridiculous, this lady. And she needs to be taken down a notch. Also, she fed a story to Radar Online, I believe, saying that she was asking for $2 million and that, you know, it's definitely going to, she's definitely been offered a place back, but it's Radar Online. And we've already had many storylines where they just get bullshit stories fed to them. So I don't believe it at all. Exactly. And now we know who their number one source is. It's Rena. It was. Well, like I still this, think. I think it was Rena a long time ago with the Lucy Lucy yeah, Apple Juice dog. Exactly, you know exactly. That's what I mean. But like the one quote in that article was like, "Bravo needs Rena more than Rena." <laughs> Bravo. I was no. like, ah! "Dude, oh my god, oh my god!" This is so exciting too because then I had made some post about the situation and somebody wrote underneath it like a comment of like, "Why don't we just you know like if Bravo's trying to save money, why don't we just try it for a season?" without um lisa and i wrote i'm willing to give it the old college try guess who fucking like kathy hilton went through all the comments and liked my give it the old college try comment like kathy doesn't follow uh, me kathy goes deep as well as rinna does so like listen rinna has taken down so many housewives in her day i'm fine with kathy trying to take rinna down if that's what she's doing you know i love that about her um, also this week is the return of Salt Lake City. I have seen the premiere episode and I thought it was really good. Uh, it doesn't hit you over the head with the Jen Shaw stuff too much, but I'll be interested to hear everybody's thoughts on it, including yours, Sophie. Uh, don't worry, darling. 
number one at the box office. So all of this, I mean, it was only only made $18.9 million, which I know you're saying that's that's a lot, but it's actually not in terms of first week sales, but it did do better than it was projected to do by like $1 million. But for that, I mean, they've had to go hard. Like this film has had rumors so bad about it for so yeah. long. I mean, we've had I like more this week. Have you seen it yet? No, you saw it? No, I'm going to see it. Oh, no, I'm going to, I am too. Yeah, I do want to see it. By the way, horrible reviews, but I still want to see it. And I'll probably dig it. it. I heard it really like feels like a movie. A real (laughs) film to the fate of film. Wait, by the way, uh, Harry Styles beat Fish's record at Madison Square Garden by doing 15 nights at the garden. Uh, So congratulations to Harry Styles. Consecutively, right? I th- well, no, I think there was a break in there oh, because you had to go to. Say, that sounds so exhausting. Could you imagine at a certain point, just imagine hearing that many people scream for you at a certain point, that's got to desensitize you entirely. Yeah, um, yeah. Also, he's really private with Olivia Wilde, but on Friday or Thursday, he finally, they finally got some paparazzi photos of them kissing outside, which have to be set up because at this point, if they don't want people to see, you don't kiss outside because you know, somebody always has a camera. Yeah, so I was true. like, is there is this promo for the movie? Cause Florence Pugh wouldn't promote it. They're like, Harry's like, fine. I'll give you a little kiss for the press. You know, a little kiss. Anyway, little a little PK kiss. I'll Is give you a little snog. A snog. <laughs> yeah, dude. I'll snog with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. Southern charm season finale last week, next week, uh, Beverly Hills should be winding down in the next couple of episodes as well. Uh, and then finally, and don't worry, you guys, I'll do some pop culture stories after this as well. Uh, but uh, uh, I wanted to mention Elizabeth Chambers, um, Army Hammer's ex, has actually found a new boyfriend, which is positive news. Oh, I saw that, that she like posted him. I was like, she posted him. That's really great because the story had recently come out that she was like standing by Army. And I was like, what is going on? Well, and here's the deal, though, kind of standing by him in the sense that like her and Effie, House of Effie, which a lot of this stuff uh, was started by House of Effie posted a lot of her uh, DMs with Elizabeth Chambers from the past, you know, two years. And Elizabeth Chambers was very pro filing charges against army said he was a deadbeat dad all of this stuff and then elizabeth chambers deleted all of those dms and then effie posted that as well and it just seems like a mess so elizabeth chambers did an interview with e i believe and said that they are happily i think like co-parenting and she's you know like oh it's been a lot of surprises but didn't answer anything too deep or too intense uh but they are definitely split up so i mean who knows what the real story is of all of this is, you know, good for her for having a new bow. No, I'm happy about that. Um, this uh, week, besides don't worry, darling, what else you've got tons of TV to catch up on. Is there anything? Do. This, wait, do you watch that? Tell me lies. All these girls keep talking about everyone it. keeps talking. I need to watch that. I need to catch up on so many shows. Do watch the Lori Vallow documentary too. sins of our mother. I know I need to, I downloaded that. And then I just like, wasn't in the yeah, yeah. to watch it um, on the plane. But I watched that, okay, it's called The Unbearable Burden of Massive Talent. The Nicholas I watched it, Nicolas Cage. I freaking loved it. it. So I thought good. it was so funny. It was so creative. It was just like this fun, like action movie. Where yeah, Nicolas Pedro Cage Pascal and Nicolas Cage yeah. it was so good. It was so, so funny. Good. He plays like a fictionalized version of himself. So like, go check that out. If you're caught up on your shows and you need something to watch, watch that. 
And then I also watched Deepwater Horizon because you know how I feel about oil rigs. Dude, you, you, I mean, like every time there's a movie that I'm like, because you admitted to watching Morbius on Netflix and digging Morbius. You are a part of the Morbius cinematic universe now. Yeah. And they do need your voice, but I love it. Like you do truly watch all of those films and you really enjoy them. Like, Wait, no what do you joke. mean those films? Well, like the Liam Neeson ones, the okay, ones that yeah. are like you you like to be swept away by a completely fantastical story. I mean, the uh, oil one is actually real, but like you like because I just can't get a beat sometimes on you. You talked about that whole like awesome thing about the not the awesome, but the miners trapped in the well a couple weeks ago. And I was like, yeah. I've been by that and I never even thought to watch it. But Sophie sees it and goes, I got to watch it. And then you made me and I was like, well, maybe I got to watch it then. Did and that's why these shows kind of work. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah. Oh, my God. So good. It's called 13 Lives. Yeah, but... no, I, I totally dug it. Yeah, no, I love, I mean, any sort of like true story. Oh, I actually also watched, I watched three movies today on the plane because that's how freaking long this flight was. <laughs> um, The documentary Three Identical Strangers about these three oh. identical twins that were separated at birth. Dude. Not going to spoil it, but Dude, yeah. this came out like five years ago, you guys. It was a CNN documentary. Three Identical Strangers, like you said, it is. it will blow you away. Like it will, I saw mine on a plane four years ago too. Like I watched that on a plane four years ago. Like it, was, it blew me away. Like, these random movies just like sell the rights to like Thin Air Airlines. Like Dude, where else is this like movie showing? Like, Did I don't you know. cry on the plane at all? Because I read an article that you are more apt to cry on a plane. Like when you're watching film, it- I cried- watching Deepwater Horizon. That I'm not there's even there's some there no I'm not even there's something about altitude and I thought it was just something about being relaxed. Like I remember going to Japan and I like started crying watching this movie about bullies. And but I was like at the same time I was just really happy to be watching a movie in the air. Like to me that technology is so I'm like whoa I don't even care about the in the air part. I'm like that we could watch movies in the air. That's the part that gets me. But supposedly the altitude makes you more apt to cry. That makes sense. And also, have you noticed that like everyone is just like gassy and disgusting around you on airplanes? It's because this the air in your stomach like actually expands. Well, I don't notice it, but I do notice that you can't hear uh, toots on a plane. Yeah, you can't. So like you can just like, you know, let them rip and no one will know. But there's like a reason that like that happens also. <laughs> I kind of think Sophie just busted herself out right now. I think she was the tutor because that's, I mean, because you can't hear. So you're like, there's a reason why people are gassy. That means you are gassy on that plane. Okay. Well, (laughs) yes. My stomach was hurting on every single flight that I was on. But also it just like smelled like shit. And I was like, everyone else is hurting too. It's not just me. (laughs) (laughs) This podcast is sponsored by Delta. Come fly our friendly skies. Um, Sophie Ross, the podcast is called So True with Sophie Ross. Go subscribe. It comes out on Tuesday. This week, we got Samantha Bush, Bravo historian. You know her, you love her. It's going to be a fascinating conversation, I believe, about influencers. And we had uh, Laura um, uh, on the first Parker, Parker, who actually I follow on Twitter. I really like, and I kept meaning to have her on about 90 Day Fiance, and I, I forgot Um, And it's been years now, but she's awesome. So go listen to that. You can pick those up and download them to your phone. Remember to go subscribe to the Substack or super follow on the Twitter. But Sophie is back and we will uh, we'll do a big old episode next week for you. And there was one other thing I said I was going to tell you guys to watch, but I'll try to remember it. 
and and let you know oh that oh the bling ring documentary the bling ring oh, documentary I on downloaded, netflix yeah i downloaded that also i need to watch that too i have like i'm so curious your opinion that. because certain aspects of that documentary were very weird to me and just how they presented itself with like nick prugo kind of way riding off his crime still also shana tova to all the um, oh happy new year sophie happy new year thank you to all the fellow jews happy new year Um, Sophie, what does this mean in terms of like being jewish and the new year like do you do like you're you supposedly there's services and not supposedly there is services that i know you weren't able to go to do you have to like set aside like new year's like wishes like like i do on new year's like put us like what we're trying to leave behind and go towards I mean, it's kind of just like the the Hebrew calendar is just different. It's not, you know, the calendar that, you know, we use yeah. on your 2020. I don't couldn't even tell you what year it is on the Hebrew calendar. Um, so sorry for being a bad Jew. It's like five, seven. Let me see, actually. But anyway, it's just like, you know, a different new year. And we say have a sweet new year, like apples and honey are sweet, sweet apples and honey and go to services. I can't go to you know, synagogue or anything tomorrow because I already just took off a week of work going to Greece. So, so. it's it's two days. So is this is this the eve of the new year and tomorrow yeah, Monday's the new year? Eve tomorrow, aka Monday. We're recording on Sunday. Oh yes, 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 sorry. Yeah. So what year on the Jewish calendar is it? Five. 5783. Congra- Happy 570 5783 everybody. Have a great week from Sophie and myself. We're glad to have you back on uh Soil and uh we look forward to hearing your hot takes not only on your podcast but your Twitter and everywhere else. And you guys, I will talk to you once again on Tuesday. Um and uh yeah, that's it. Have a great week guys. Bye. Bye. Folks, summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Now, I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and luckily, I found Quince. Now, I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I got a pair of tan shorts. I got a pair of green shorts. I cannot wait to style these for summer. And I got to tell you, the quality is great because Quince has all the seasonal must-haves, like 100% European linen shirts from $30, performance polos, and versatile flow knit activewear. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman by partnering directly with top factories and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash 
credit card. Now is my favorite part of the show where I get to talk about our sponsor this week. And once again, So Bad It's Good is sponsored by our friends over at Dame. Now, Dame, you can discover your pleasure with their thoughtfully engineered toys. It's discreet shipping, it's hassle-free returns, and it's a whole lot of fun. You can shop for couples, or you can even shop for solo toys. Now, they have sent me, um, they have sent me uh, both toys that I'll mention, the Ava and the Air, and they even uh, sent their 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 oil, their special oil that goes along with it. And uh, I have to tell you, uh, listen, I am not a female, obviously, but these reviews from females that you can read on their sites or even just look up Dame products are incredible. Also, they have been featured in Rolling Stone, Cosmopolitan, Women's Health, and Vice. Uh, this is a great company designed by women, run by women. Awesome. So... The first product I'm going to talk about is the Ava. It's a couple's product. So let's be honest. They always say sex is better when everyone is enjoying themselves. My God, I think that's true. That's why Dame Products designed Ava, the first hands-free vibrator for couples. You can boost pleasure and connection for all with a little toy that won't get in the way. Sharing pleasure during intimacy not only feels good in your body, but it can increase your emotional connection and decrease your stress levels so you can take those good feelings with you throughout your day. But in order to get there, even the most sexually motivated couples can benefit from a strategically placed buzz. Enter Dame Products. Dame Products designed its hand-free toy, Ava, specifically for couples. It nestles close to the body, and it stays put with just a finger so you and your partner can focus on intimacy. It's designed to enhance, not distract from pleasure. Ava is your sex life's new best friend, so what are you waiting for? Try adding a toy into the mix and discover your new layers of pleasure you can share, plus sex you'll look forward to. Uh, and like I said, they sent me this and they sent me the, the product Air, which is actually for solo use. I will say this, just the design itself, it looks kind of like a piece of art. Does that make sense? Like these designs are weirdly beautiful. It's like a sculpture of some sort. Um, but Dame, you can get 15% off your order of anything at Dame Products. So power up your pleasure with any of these toys that I talked about today or other toys from Dame Products, go to dameproducts.com and use so bad today for 15% off site-wide. That's code so bad to take 15% off your first order at dameproducts.com. And by the way, I had the uh, the ladies from Pink Shade on this week, and they were talking about Dame as well. And it's full. I was sitting there talking about other podcasters with Dame, and we were both saying, we're like, great company, great company. Uh, they are. They're a great company. Go check them out. Okay, let's get into it, folks. Uh, if you use the timestamps, you you skip right to here, huh? How you doing? Did you did that go well for you? I hope so. Um, now we're gonna do a couple of other stories that I didn't get to cover with Sophie because we, I wanted to get her out. She was beat, but good to have her back. You know, it's so funny. I've talked to her. God, we've been doing this for a long time now, and I always talk to her on Sundays usually. And it is so funny. It's like you just talk to this person one day a week and you get to, you know, you'll text them here and there. You'll you'll tweet with them or, you know, like the social media aspect of it. But it's so funny. It's like we've only met one time. In fact, it's so funny how many people I consider myself close to that I have never met. I've never met Meditza still. 
BravoCon, baby. It's happening. By the way, if you guys are going to BravoCon, you got to let me know, man. We're talking about hangouts. We're talking I and put the good vibes in the air because I think I got something pretty cool to do at BravoCon. Um, and hopefully I can share more about that this week. Uh, it seems a little disorganized, but I'm really, really excited. So it looks like I am for sure going to be there. In fact, I asked these people, I said, Hey, my mom's sick. Can I tell her that this is a good to go because this will cheer her up? And, you know, I use, I use the old mom's sick routine, but I mean, kind of, <laughs> and then they said, yes, it's for sure. So I, I, I told my mom and she was really happy. So, um, I can't wait to share that with you guys as well. Um, so, uh, yeah, let me know if you're going to BravoCon. My friend Heather, who uh, is a big supporter of mine in the show, she emailed and said that she had a Saturday VIP ticket, and she has to sell that. Um, so if anybody needs one of those, let me know, and I can put you guys in touch. Yeah, she just all of a sudden it wasn't going to be feasible for Saturday. So I'm sure that'll be happening a lot. But if you are in that area or it's going to be easy for you and you don't have a ticket – we can try to help you find your tickets, I'm sure, because this is going to be a big party, man. I'm telling you, like, I'm a little nervous, and I just want to meet as many. Like, somebody asked me who I was the most excited to see at BravoCon, and I was like, it's you guys. Like, I hope I get to meet people that, like, dig the show, and even if they don't, like, we all love the same stuff. We get to talk about Bravo. Like, you'll, you'll make, like, a thousand friends immediately. How could you not have fun? Uh, so I am looking forward to, I'm nervous. It just made my tummy hurt just talking about it. I'm nervous, but I get nervous about any, everything. So I think it's okay. Um, so it'll, uh, also, uh, I think Amy field might be helping me here, but I do need somebody to style me for BravoCon, and I'm not joking, man. <laughs> oh, also I forgot to say this at the beginning. I should have led with this is that, you know, how I'm the bad boy of podcasting, right? You guys know, guess what I did. Guess what? In typical bad boy fashion, I got banned from Facebook. <laughs> 72 hours, baby. Because I'm a bad boy. Yeah. Oh, what did I do? Oh, um, <laughs> you wouldn't get it because you followed the rules. Well, I posted a little photo of David Bedore and that chick Leslie that he's married to now. And then he filed for divorce two weeks ago. And then he's supposedly through that petition away and now they're still together who knows anywho they originally posted a photo of themselves naked in the woods holding each other you guys know which picture i'm talking about the funny thing is i mean so many funny things about the picture um is that they're wearing hiking shoes they stripped all the way down and then put their shoes back on because there's just no way they were wearing baggy enough pants to to do it that way you know like that's what i love about basketball shorts i can take them off and i can leave my shoes on there's not a lot of opportunity where that actually happens <laughs> Now that I'm thinking about it, but I like that it's an option. You know what I'm saying? So anyways, they took this photo in the woods and I had this, I, Meditza put, I was like, oh, cause it reminded me of the woods in folklore. Remember that Taylor Swift album from a couple years ago, which by the way, Midnight's comes out very, very soon. Taylor Swift's new album. Um, so I said, oh, put that, the, the naked image in the, that cover album like the woods and she did that i thought it was hysterical we did that years ago and then i when this happened two friday like not this friday but the friday before i found that image because this divorce had been announced and i posted it in our facebook group which is so bad it's good with ryan bailey go search it on facebook join us i cannot post for another day but then i'll start posting again but it's cool people uh we just ask that you be nice um 
so I posted that in a, in a Facebook thing. And my friend, uh, Marissa, who, by the way, happy birthday, Marissa, if you're listening, uh, she is always so amazing. I hope you had a great birthday. Um, she even warned me, said, Hey, uh, just be careful when you post stuff like this, cause you could get kicked out of your own group uh, or like, you know, and I was like, yo, listen. And I texted, I was like, yo, listen, I'm the bad boy of podcasting. Yeah, you gonna you gonna you gonna ban me? Like you gonna ban me? Also, these motherfuckers put it up on Instagram to begin with. So I'm like, how am I gonna get in trouble for something they did years ago? And that was able to be up. And so then I post it, and everybody's you know we're all high fiving each other online, like ha yeah yeah. And then what happens is I think I get away with it. I'm like, look at me. I, I did it again, dude. Bad boy. I got, I snuck past, snuck past the censors. These, these Facebook people are wild, man. They waited a whole week. And then this past Friday, seven days later, I get slapped with a ban. And you, I mean, li- listen, I'm not going to tell you I didn't cry. Bad boys can cry. But I was like, wow, 72 hours without Facebook. You would think at this point too, with Facebook, how it's going downhill, that they'd be like, yo, like, we know you did this, but it's cool. We want we want cool people, funny people like you that post semi-nude images. We want you on this app. The fact that you would ban me, man, I'm just getting stronger, dude. It's like when Bobby Brown went to prison, man. I am just getting stronger. Your bans are like, and but then I immediately I got scared because I know uh, Facebook owns Instagram, and I immediately I was like, fuck, fuck, did I get did I get kicked off of Instagram? Still on Instagram, baby. That's right. <laughs> yeah, they should though put rules up that you have to like. I did. I would love to know the updated rules because I know there's like certain words you're not supposed to use. Like on Instagram, you're not supposed to put anything about hating men. I'm not joking. I'm not joking. I have been hit like like struck with like some kind of warning when I put men are trash under Rob Pattinson and Twilight when I watched that for the first time, like one of the movies, because he was like treating Bella like crap. And I was like, men are trash. And then I immediately got banned. Like I got like a warning from Instagram. And I guess that's like one of the triggers. I don't know if you guys have experienced that at all, but they have like weird things that will just be considered offensive to them that I still, they're like, but they're not printed anywhere. That's why you'll always hear that shadow ban on Instagram. Because all of a sudden you can see, and especially for accounts like mine, as they get bigger, they give you access to like these tools, like business tools, where it'll tell you how many accounts you reached in the last day or the last week. And like at the beginning of the this past year, like I was reaching close to like 2 million accounts. Like it was wild. Like I was like, holy moly. And it was just exponentially growing daily. And then I posted, what was it? Oh, yeah, I posted this thing at Coachella where this girl and I was fucking with like Ariana and Tom from Vanderpump and all these people. And I posted this girl had a sign that said, I don't work anymore. I just sell feet pics now. And she had a sign. She wasn't naked, but the sign was covering her body. And we all took pictures of that and posted it. I posted it. And once again, a week later, I got slapped with a three-month ban. I couldn't, like, monetize or anything. I didn't even know what monetizing was at the point. But then I was like, oh, shit. So that meant brands couldn't work with me uh, on Instagram. And I argued it, but it's like you're arguing with AI. With like, So AI must be dumb as hell because I was like, this is not a nude girl. Like, just say you don't want me to post things about feed pics, but, like, let me know. Like, it's... I don't usually post anything about feed pics. I just thought it was really funny. 
which is debatable. Um, but yeah, like, you know, ban me and say like, this is questionable humor, but don't be like this girl's nude because she wasn't nude. Anyways, I had a three month ban and it was right after I hit 50,000 and it like I went from like 2 million accounts and then all of a sudden my posts were uh, getting out to like 50,000 people, 50 to 60,000 people. All like it goes from like 2 million to that. So it was like this siphon thing where they would just shut it off. And it was really scary because you realized how much, you know, when you hear people talk about algorithms and all that stuff, how much it really does help as you get bigger because they can actually put eyes in front of your account and they can make sure they hide your account as well. And I always thought people were just like complainers when they would say that. Like, I'd be like, oh, this person, this person just sucks. That's what it is. This person just not funny. Turns out they really do have the power to do that stuff. And then immediately I got in trouble again that same week after I had already been banned. I got a second warning where they said I was going to lose my account because I had posted. It was like the week Beverly Hills taglines came out. It was that far back. And I put like I made funny taglines for each one. And for Sutton's, I said, um, I think I said it's like, hey, it's me, Sutton, and I'm gonna kick Erica's butt. I say, I say, and they said I was inciting violence. <laughs> they took it down. I was like, wait, what? Uh, and I was like, okay, I guess I can see, but it's like I'm I'm doing like I guess you can't explain to AI technology what your bit is, and you're like, oh, I, okay, I guess. Kicking somebody's butt is inciting violence. So anyways, just be careful what you post out there. But um, also you realize what a tool it is to kind of get the show out. Also, you'll always know that too. They'll hide the posts if you hashtag them podcast or podcast. They'll immediately hide those um, from people. Like those don't get out as much because they know they're you're trying to promote something without paying them. It's such a tangled web we all weave, isn't it? Um these are the kind of little detours I love to take, you guys. Okay. Also, let's get some personal business as well. My mustache. Where are we on this, folks? BravoCon is soon approaching, and Katie Maloney from Vanderpump Rules, she did a poll today in her Instagram stories. 75% of the people said they hate mustaches. 25% said they dig them. And so I had gotten a lot of positive feedback on the old stash, the stasher Rooney. And a lot of people are saying, go back to the beard. But the thing is, the beard is getting very gray, you guys. And we all know what happens when I dye my beard. My face now has an allergic reaction and I look like the nutty professor, uh, the clumps, you know. And so I'm like, so listen, Katie, and I, I DM Katie. I said, hey, man, this is this is tough because I really thought I had found something. And she's like, sorry to be the bearer of bad news. I'm sorry. And I said, you know, I was like, I can't argue with the data. You know, this is scientific data you've given me. And she was like, listen, a lot of people think they can pull it off, but uh, this says otherwise. So it just really hurts. It hurts that 75% of people I know just hate this mustache right out of the gate. But good to know. But let me know, you guys. I'm going to have to put a poll up this week on Instagram. Meditza told me to do that. And she's right. I got I to gotta find out for myself once and for all. Because that's the sad thing. I don't know. How do you, are you guys like that ever? Where you're just like, I go through life not knowing. You know, like, I'm like, there's so much about life where I'm just like, yeah, man, I don't know. Like, what do you want to do? I don't know. I, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm like, I would love to leave everything in my life up to a poll. Like I just have to, like, what is that? That should be a movie where some guy just has to abide by face, like Instagram polls. 
Like, should I get up? Yes or no? Like, just live his entire life through Instagram polls. Oh, now I just realized that'll someday be a movie and somebody just stole that from me. Um, <laughs> hard to imagine that lady doesn't like the show um, from Friday. Uh, also, if anybody listening from Netflix right now, dude, help us help us out. Help the show out. I uh, would love to talk to anybody in your documentary department or anybody that works in reality over at Netflix. I can help promote your shows. We are a powerful audience. I know I, I have to keep saying it, but we are. And um, so uh, if you do work for Netflix and you happen to hear this part of the show, uh, please reach out to us. So bad it's good with Ryan Bailey at gmail.com because I would love to help promote Netflix shows. Um, yeah. Okay. We threw that in there as well. Okie dokie. Let's get into some stuff. Real Housewives of Atlanta, you guys, finished up its third and final reunion episode. Um, I have not gotten to watch the third episode. I've watched the first two. I feel like this was a solid season. It's a rebuilding season. I liked the new characters. But it's hard. It's hard when you're going up against crime. It's hard when you're going up against Erica Jane, and it's hard when you're going up against what we're about to go up with with Jen Shaw on Real Housewives of Salt Lake City that premieres this Wednesday. So it's hard. But if you watch it, it is still holy. It's so entertaining. It's better than half the other reality shows on any network still with two hands tied behind its back. So I'll be very curious if they make any cast changes. I, I would imagine everybody would come back. Maybe they'll add people. Maybe they'll take away Marlo. Marlo, there's just a couple questionable moments, a lot of questionable moments. But I don't know if you take, you know, it's like almost she couldn't handle being a housewife. Like she almost needs to be a friend of. I don't know what you guys think about that. Which speaking of uh, Real Housewives of Atlanta, because the it real I'm um, Bravo while black is an amazing podcast and Instagram account with my two friends, Kaya and Aaron. And, uh, uh, they always, uh, have the most amazing Atlanta married in medicine and all the other Bravo shows co- coverage as well, but they are celebrating. They just hit 25,000 followers on Instagram, which is huge, but they're going to be having amazing guests all week. And on Thursday, I will be doing an IG live with them for on their account where we'll talk about Salt Lake and just shoot the shit and have a blast. I, I talk to Kaya a lot, or not talk, like I text and DM with, and she is just so great to to talk with and so encouraging. And, and we, you know, it's cool that I made some really good friends doing this, and, and she is one of them. So if you have not gone and followed Bravo While Black, go do that. And, and if you want a little taste, come on Thursday. I think it's going to be 4, uh, it's going to be 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, I think. But they have it up on their account. But anyways, uh, Real Housewives of Atlanta ends their season. I just think it's hard because remember, though, the ratings, Beverly Hills beats it in the ratings this season by, I think, only like 200,000 viewers. But in the demo, which is 18 to 34, which is the key demo for advertisers, I hate to break it to you that, you know, a lot of us are falling out of the range of the key demo to advertise to, but in that demo, 18 to 34, Atlanta wins. And I find that really fascinating. I find that kind of the numbers and fascinating. That's what we pay attention to because remember, TV itself was invented to sell soap. 
That's why with streaming and even podcasts in a way, they still haven't found a way to properly monetize because what used to like, remember, we had networks and now we have all of these streaming services and pretty soon we're going to start consolidating the streaming services because the big complaint is everybody is paying now for 30 billion streaming services and it's getting more expensive with cape than cable and that was this whole thing was like break free from cable cut the cord but now we have like gotten umbilical cords to 30 billion other things and it's just become more and more complicated so what you'll supposedly see is like kind of things uh starting to combine again like hbo max did and hbo max is going to discovery with discovery plus but i hear also you're going to have uh showtime hook up with the uh paramount plus um that should be interesting peacock you know it's very interesting i don't know i hope peacock survives i hope they make some big moves or they combine with somebody because i think actually it's a really decent streaming service and it's the home of the housewives in a lot of ways um okay so that is uh, stuff I wanted to talk about. Like I mentioned in this podcast already, uh, Salt Lake City premieres on Wednesday. You are going to love it. We will be covering it on this podcast. Um, remember, though, there's going to be some long episodes this week. Oh, boo-hoo, more free stuff, blah, blah, blah. But just use the timestamps. If you don't want to hear a Southern Charm recap, you can skip right past it. If you don't want to hear me talk about Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, there will be a place where you can skip and go to the next thing. A lot of times, these podcasts are two podcasts in one. And once again, yeah, I know. it's That's so dumb. Why am I doing this to myself? It's because this is my life. You know, it's like that thing you wake up one day and you're like, I'm going to ride this until the wheels come off. And so we are in the process of a <laughs> just a drive across country with a rickety old Corolla waiting for the wheels to come off. And until we do, we're just going to have a good time. We're going to talk about everything because that's what I love. Everything. Southern Charm Finale is going to be this week as well. I cannot wait to talk to you guys about this week's episode, which will be out, I believe, Tuesday. Um, I took notes on it today. And this Craig, man, Medita, if you're listening, we should uh, make a shirt of how long have you been in food and Bev Craig Conover's thing that I just think is just hysterical. Like what a drunken comeback. How long have you been in food and Bev? Huh? How long you work in food and Bev? I just love his shortening of the word beverage. I just think that is so next level. I just I love it so much. Who do you think? Do you think Austin will sleep with any Bravo fans at BravoCon? Is he fully with, uh, what's her name? Olivia? It's so funny. I still haven't bothered to know all the names because I just can't. It's like I was, I made a post. It's really like, what, where, what, John Pringle, where'd he go? A lot of people are saying he moved to California. That's fine, a lot of people, but I want to hear it from Bravo. Like, listen, like, we, <laughs> why don't we, why do they hide people from us? Like, where's Catherine on Southern Charm? Where's John Pringle? I, fine, I don't. It's fine if he moved to California, but let us know. He was in a couple of episodes earlier in the season, and all of a sudden he's gone. He's not helping Austin move. He's not at any of these parties. Like, what happened? And if he did leave, couldn't we have had a goodbye to John Pringle scene? We have scenes literally at a dog wedding, and we can't have a scene saying goodbye to our friend John Pringle. <laughs> I mean, I just I feel it's weird. It's like they set these people up and then they completely abandon them. And it must feel so weird for the person playing John Pringle, who I believe his name is John Pringle, to have happen. So I'm just so curious about that. I would love to chat with him about his experience. Um, OK, keeping up with the Kardashians with Sophia. Sophie hadn't watched. But like I said, you got to pay attention to it. Uh, let's see what happened over the weekend with them. 
Kim, of course, closed out the Dolce and Gabbana show over there in, uh, I believe it was in Italy. Is that it? And and the whole family was there. Chris had something new done to her cheekbones. Uh, it's a, like Diana Jenkins style. Like, I did nothing to my face. I just made whole new cheekbones. That's how Chris Jenner looks. She looks like the dude from Saw on the tricycle with those cheekbones. And it's like, wait till the swelling goes down or like try to plan this shit better, Chris. Like, you, you know, you look great for your age, but come on. Like, let's... It's like they're using such science right now that I feel like at one point it's going to fail big. And every time something is done, I'm like, oh, shit. Like, isn't it so weird that even through the surgery, when you start to see one of the Kardashians get older, you're like, "Uh uh-oh. That's why you almost have to applaud Kourtney Kardashian in certain ways. And I know that's ridiculous because there's so many things you're like, ugh. But she's kind of the most natural looking one besides Rob. (laughs) You know? And she... Dude, I couldn't believe this. She's coming up with this new this new products, these vitamins and supplements and stuff she's starting to sell. And I thought it was a joke. Maritza sent me this photo of Courtney dressed all in green, jumping up with a smile on her face. And then below, like she pooped out a big bunch of green green dust. And this was a promotion for her matcha pills, her matcha vitamins. Like it looked, it, I, I, I legitimately thought Medita had made a jokey image of Courtney pooping out green dust. Like that was my first thought. And then she was, and it was like, oh no, it's real. And I was like, no way. Cause then I was like, holy moly, how do you, how do you get, and then somebody wrote, well, you know, she's not using Chris and her advertisers. She's doing this with her own way. And I'm like, well, maybe use Chris then this didn't look too great. You know, like I was like, holy, cause it just looked, it looked like me after a bad night at a bar where it's just, it's like dust down there. <laughs> no, no, don't turn it off. No, no, no. I'm going to, I'm going to get cleaner. Don't worry. Um, so she, uh, she closed out the Dolce and Gabbana show. Big, big honor. Man, I remember when Kim was just tummy tees exclusively. You know, I remember that when she had the Carl's Jr. burger ad and she came home from Vegas to shoot it on a Keeping Up with the Kardashians episode. And that was like a big deal. You know, she was almost at the level of a Carl's Jr. commercial. And now she is closing out these huge fashion shows. Now, you might say, how did she get there? And one would be remiss if you didn't give credit to Mr. Kanye West. Uh, I shrug sometimes when I say his name now, and it used to be all good feelings, and now it's so-so. I listened to him on that podcast I talked about a couple weeks ago, the Aloe podcast, and it's, you know, it's with Kanye. It's like the, the tricky thing is that 20 to 30% of the things he says, you're just like, fuck, genius, man, like amazing. And then everything else just strung together. It's just so upsetting sometimes to me. Everybody can have their own opinion. Um, But, you know, it's that 20 to 30% though that keeps you coming back because you're like, man, he's onto something here. But then there's just a whole bunch of just wild shit. And he apologizes to Kim in this for, uh, or he talks about giving Kim tips on being a parent. And, uh, you know, like, cause, cause you know, he, he's the guy that knows how to do it. Um, but he also in that, uh, he did a bunch of interviews with ABC last week where he apologized to Kim for using Instagram against her, you know? And he's like, that's the mother of my kids. I got to make sure she's good. The thing is, everybody's like, wow, Kanye apologizing. But if you forget though, Kanye's apologized so much over the years. And I think even to Kim. So I don't, it's like Lisa Rinna with Kathy Hilton. It's like 
the boy who cried wolf. Like, I don't, I believe once again, we will see him act out on Instagram with mean things about Kim again. And if Kim was still with Pete Davidson, I don't think we would even get an apology from him. Now tonight you say, Ryan, what's he doing on Instagram? Well, guess what? He learned how to use Instagram stories before he was just posting on Instagram. And somebody has taught him how to use Instagram stories. I posted an Instagram about that, and I got a resounding reply that this Instagram account, House and Habit, that is very popular, uh, she, I guess, called out Kanye about it. And then the next day, today, Kanye started using the stories. So people think it's her that taught Kanye how to use it or something, or maybe made him aware of it. I'm not sure, but... She's unleashed a beast. So thank you, House and Habit. We had like a billion Instagram stories from Kanye West. And there were two that were very alarming for a variety of reasons. Now, the first one, now, a lot of these have been deleted since. But like he even did like a mood board with Woody Harrelson, an old outfit with Woody Harrelson, which is great. I love Woody Harrelson. Great. Awesome. Now, the things that disturbed me, though, as I went through, because the one that immediately grabbed my attention and I just recorded with Sophie and we didn't get to talk about it was all black in the Instagram stories. And it says, London, I know how you feel. I lost my queen, too. So he's talking about, of course, Queen Elizabeth's passing. And I believe he's talking about his queen, his uh, his mom. No, not his mom. Sorry, Kim. Somebody said in the comments his mom. I was like, no, he's always referred to Kim as his queen. So he, I, I love, you know, every genius, everybody that pushes, you know, living forward or trying to make the world a better place, like he said, you know, it's like they still then end up using Instagram in the worst ways or social media in the worst ways like we all do. Like he's literally like, London, I know you feel I lost my queen too. You know, he's going to start posting inspirational quotes like Chloe does or like journey lyrics of like, you know. <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm saying? Remember when you would do that? You'd have some like shitty Matchbox 20 song and you'd be like, it's 3 a.m. I must be lonely. And you'd post that just as your Facebook update. <laughs> this is like Kanye of like, London, I know how you feel. I miss my queen too. This is like a 46-year-old man using Instagram in the way that we all use it. And that's what makes me sad. And that's what makes me not trust him. It's not just those horrible rain boots that he wears all the time or his hoodies that he sells at the gap for $240 at cinch around the waist. No, no, no. It's this, it's that this guy, we're supposed to trust him yet. He's still doing like, yo, Kim, you up <laughs> like in Instagram, like, will somebody send this to Kim? She's blocked me. That's fine. Okay. Though. But like, okay, I understand it. But then I'm like, oh my God, I'm as smart as Kanye West. <laughs> like, that's, This is the shit I would do. Now here's where it even gets darker. The next image I'm about to describe to you is going to be hard. It's going to be horrifying. Uh, you might feel ill. Just we'll get past it together. It took me an evening. You know, it's 11-11 right now. Make a wish. I wish I never saw this photo. Oh, can't do it. Okay. So I'm scrolling through the stories. I see the Kim one, but then I see this other one that just disturbed me even more. It's a very, it's like an older lady in like a white sheet and then like these tinfoil boots you know the kind of you put the tinfoil on the head to, to, to communicate with the aliens like it's like tinfoil boots it's like that color and this lady this older lady is pressed up against i think a refrigerator you can kind of see some rats in the background and it's a repost or like he screenshotted alexander wang's story 
and he reposted Alexander Wang's story. Now, if you know about Alexander Wang, the designer, there is a lot of accusations against him. I have recently just learned more and more about him. A lot of young men have said, and this is a trigger warning, that he has uh, uh, raped them and things of that nature. Really horrifying things. Uh, supposedly kind of like uh, uh, maybe potentially a gay Harvey Weinstein. Um, so it's troubling that Kanye would do that, which by the way, like I said earlier with Sophie, like we just normalize cheating. It's almost like we, we take the shock out of us. Oh, another creep. Okay. Instead of actually looking at the behavior and going, okay, that's horrible. We do not want to ever lose our feeling of that being horrible. And we need to do something about that. Regardless, that's whatever it's who this person is in the photo. That is the most alarming. It's Lisa Rinna. Oh, Lisa Rinna made her way onto a Kanye West story. Now, of course, is a screenshot of Alexander Wang. He might not even have known who Lisa Rinna is. He might have just posted to be help his buddy Alexander Wang push some of these silver shoes. Who knows? Maybe he thought it was beautiful. Who knows? I'm not a fashionista. You know, like, listen, if Old Navy posts Lisa Rinna in the Old Navy stories, I'm going to be livid. Like, I will not shop there again. But this, and you know, it made it. Lisa's like, <laughs> I saw Harry Styles and Kanye a couple weeks ago, and you Kanye posted me and Drake colors me. You know, this thing blows her. Like, but I'm going to tell you a couple reasons why we have nothing to fear. First off, Kanye realizes a mistake and he deleted it within 30 minutes. The Lisa Rinna post. He didn't delete some of the other ones. I think they're still there. The Lisa Rinna one, he especially was like, that's obviously a mistake. That uh, I should not be posting that. I just love Kim calls like, Kanye, Kanye. I don't care about the queen thing. That's weird and creepy, but whatever. You got to take down the Lisa Rinna thing. She's horrible. She's horrible. We can't trust her at all with that Kathy shit. I wonder if Kim is does watch Beverly Hills like John Hamm does. Um, so he took it down. But here's my thing. Listen, I'm fine with Lisa Renna thinking that she is a gift to humanity. Because deep down I know she knows she isn't. But fine. Let her be posted on these fashionistas. Let her be the older lady that walks at these shows. I'm all good with that. Let's just get her off Beverly Hills. Like, let's get her, let's set her up with another job. Like, let's get her, you know, because here's the, the only thing is I'm fine with still having her on the show because I get so much content out of her and it would potentially stop her because you know she would just end up doing a podcast. You know, it would be like two T's, two T's in a pod and you nail, you know, it would be that kind of jam. And I'm really do not need to hear her uh, opine on housewives and stuff like that. I'm good. Um, so that was just shocking to me. Uh, do we think Lisa Renault is coming back, though? Uh, you know, we're hearing so many different rumors and all of that stuff. We need to let the season play out. But I do want to talk a little bit more about that Kathy moment. Um, this, because I, I keep thinking about this and I read so many different people's opinions and all of this stuff. And just because you want something to be true doesn't mean it's true. And that goes for me as well. Just because I want something to be true doesn't mean it necessarily is true. Now, where do I think things really stand with Kathy? Do I think, like, I think some of what Lisa says is probably dead on. Do I think Lisa had any sort of PTSD from it? No. And in fact, in watching back that episode, you know, Lisa is in a private jet with Kyle, which is like, man, first off, to be in a private jet, you know, you'd just be appreciative. You know, she, Lisa's not paying for that, but she's like, Kyle, we got to talk this week. I just need, I need some help on how I'm going to process 
what happened the other night? And Kyle's like, well, if you find out, let me know. And she's like, well, I'm not sure I can. Like Lisa's already trying to make a meal out of this. And it's just so frustrating for somebody that has caused so much damage on this show and that has like lost their absolute shit in terms of vocal performance and physical performance, standing up, lunging at people, all of this stuff. But we're supposed to believe she got PTSD from Kathy Hilton throwing a shit fit in a van. And I'm sorry, I'll keep saying this until I, I'm out of breath. My last breath, my last breath on earth. I'll be saying Kathy Hilton. Lisa Rinna is smart enough that she would have taped some of this. And Lisa Rinna has put out text messages that Bravo has not that Kathy sent her where Kathy misspelled bueno. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So you're telling me that Lisa Rinna is smart enough to argue with all of these Bravo Instagram people, but she is not smart enough to go, I'm going to secretly tape Kathy Hilton while she's freaking out. I think it is uniquely funny that nobody still believes Lisa Rinna. Because in the thing is, Lisa Rinna is probably telling a partial truth. It's just her reaction to it that is completely bullshit. I for no, there's no doubt in my mind that Lisa Rinna was not scared out of her wits. She didn't put the dresser up to the door like, you're scared, Kathy, you might kill me, you know? Come on. No, that's the part she's like so, like, Rinna can handle herself, period. Like, that's not even a combo. I'm just saying, like, Rinna is not scared of things that would scare the normal person. When you're a demon, you usually aren't. <laughs> so um, I was... On uh, something, let me see. Somebody posted this in a group, and I screenshotted it because I wanted to talk about it. Um, okay, oh, so this is that your moms are watching account, and she wrote. I mean, like, listen, she, I like your moms are watching. She makes funny memes and stuff, but I think you know she gets into the 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 weeds with this shit because she's one of the people that have been yelling about the Kathy stuff from the beginning. And she's one of the people that gave Patrick Summers that kid that just turned out to be a complete liar, multiple venues. And I, I was saying at that time that week when she was doing this, that this was wrong. This is not right. We should not be pushing this at all. Like miss spreading misinformation is completely incorrect just because you want it to be true. Um, when I'm wrong, I usually will tell you, okay, that turned out to be completely wrong. But then she's just still going on this same stuff. So this, somebody sent me this. Uh, I heard Kyle, she was doing Beverly Hills reunion uh, information that she supposedly got from a source. I heard Kyle walked off Beverly Hills set just for a few minutes to collect herself because she was crying so hard after being lambasted by her sister. So that's the big walk off moment at the reunion. She came right back. Okay, I can believe that. Also, allegedly at the reunion, when Erica Jane says to Kathy, you were so mad about the DJ not playing your song, you called him an effing F slur. Kathy's response simply was he wasn't even old. We will see if Bravo airs that moment in the editing of last week's up episode is any indication we won't see any of that. I mean, I I did hear she did the slur thing. Who knows if that is the truth or not? Um, But also... uh, in terms of editing, I, I don't know. This is just so weird because I'm like, each of these women have said and done wild shit that we have not seen. And a lot of wild shit that we have seen. Um, but you know, I don't also believe that everything is getting completely edited out. I just don't, I, I, there, you know, uh, but also if they did, I wish Bravo, I think Bravo could at least say we are not able to air this footage. Uh, she can use four 
For people asking why nobody at the Caribou Club came forward in Aspen, the staff signs NDAs, so nobody working there will talk. Patrons did come forward and report the slur and the meltdown to the press immediately after it happened to the press. Uh, the media received NDA, so it was not reported. The blog circulated this rumor at the time. Okay, the media received NDAs. That's uh, a non-disclosure agreement. So if the media did receive NDAs, I mean, one of these people has to come forward. I mean, the media, like just all media, like is there a is there an email address for all media? Like also, um, I understand staff NDAs, but patrons did come forward and report the slur. Okay, when we do rumors like this on that, like, let's post links to these patrons. Let's, okay, like, this is exactly what we do with politics, too. We just let people say whatever they want. Let's post the links to the patrons. Where are the patrons that said that they were there and heard the slur and they can prove it? You know? Like, where is, where's that? The blog circulated the rumors at the time. Yeah, I saw the blog circulate all of those rumors. That is true. Iron, uh, and then she goes, I understand a lot of you don't believe this happened or not. Kathy acted erratically for the rest of the evening and said the whole cast are idiots and she is going to take over the show. And many doubt that she said she hated Kyle and is going to take her down as well. And bravo, if they show any footage associated with her alleged slur because you don't trust the source, Rena, and that's your prerogative. I hope you will stick around even though we disagree. She's saying stick around to her account. Yeah, like, I don't keep following her, whatever. But my thing is, <laughs> I believe that Kathy was erratic. All of these women have been erratic. We watch Housewives shows. Are you kidding me? Erratic is the show's middle name. Like, I believe, I believe Kathy, like the other women, can be erratic. And we saw she was already pissy with the tequila thing. Of course. I mean, it makes total sense. And dude... I've seen sisters, I mean, Kayla Keiko, we were talking about her and her sisters and how many fights they've had over the years. Or, of course, I believe that sisters are going to scream, I hate you and all of that stuff. And you're talking about an older woman like Kathy Hilton that really has gotten so many things at this point that they want. I told you my one experience with Kathy and Rick is that they came to the bar I used to manage a long time ago for like a, a dog fundraiser. And Rick pulled up into a red like, obvious, like, I thought it was obvious you couldn't park there, and he thought I was, like, a valet and threw me his keys to his car. Like, he parked, and I was like, no, stop, I'm just, I'm just out here. Like, you know, this is also a fire lane. It just didn't seem like they were, like, you know, at the time, I was like, this is, like, the sharpest tools in the shed. They were nice. But, yeah, I believe that Kathy totally freaked out. But I'm like, okay, what are we, what are we arguing now? Are we arguing that we're just upset we didn't get to see it? Because I believe it. But what I don't believe is Lisa's reaction to it. There's a difference. Lisa's reaction shows exactly why she's on a housewife show is that she really couldn't continue to be the kind of actor that would actually move the needle because her acting is so overblown. Like it's so much, you know, we, we love certain aspects of an overblown character. You're always kind of drawn to that, but I just don't know. It just seems like it's it's been overdone and she's doing it and she's like pushing harder on the gas instead of letting up. So it's becoming even more weird to watch because she's becoming a caricature of herself. Uh, this uh, account continues. I know I'm on an Island out here going against the most popular person on the show, Kathy, and it's not fun for me. No, Kathy is not the most popular person on the show. No, it's just that we don't like Rena. That's what I'm saying is that Kathy picked the right year to go home with Rena because Rinna, nobody believed. So even if she was telling a word-for-word truth, there would still be doubt because Rinna, like I always say, not a reliable narrator. You don't believe Lisa Rinna at this point because she's been proven in lies so many times. But I wouldn't say she's the favorite. She's a fan favorite. 
but she's not the most popular person on the show. It's just that we put our support behind her because we actually kind of see what's going on. But just like this person, this account obviously loves Lisa Rinna. The only thing that I kind of do suspect, though, is that this person does have communication with Lisa Rinna, just like I know a couple of other accounts that do. And Lisa Rinna does get in the mix with certain Bravo accounts, like really does communicate back and forth and really does talk mad shit. And that can be alluring at times. Listen, like I've DM'd with Bravo celebrities. It takes a while to kind of like for that luster to wear off. Um, but, you know, also maybe no, maybe not. Maybe just this is her completely 1000% her opinion without ever talking to any of these people. She says it would be so much easier just to make anti Rena and EJ memes and funny Kathy Hilton memes like I did last season, but I firmly believe we are being manipulated by Bravo and Kathy Hilton's team, so I'm going to see this through. I can't wait until the season ends and I can go back to making silly memes. Like, come on, man. This isn't, I mean, this isn't Inherit the Wind. This isn't To Kill a Mockingbird. Like, you know, to see this through, what do you, like, justice must be served. I hate to break it to you, but all of these shows are edited. You know, we saw, like, Denise Richards, Bravo, Bravo, fucking Bravo. Like, you know, like, things get edited out. Each one of those ladies that you see on Beverly Hills have had scenes edited out. Now, would I be curious if there were lawsuits and all of this stuff? Sure. But I also think if there was that kind of acrimonious relationship that Kathy Hilton wouldn't have been on Watch What Happens Live multiple times this season. I don't think Kathy Hilton would be appearing at BravoCon. I don't think Kathy Hilton, if there was this kind of acrimonious shit relationship where everybody was being threatened within an inch of their life. But I could be wrong. It's just my opinion, and this is somebody that follows pop culture on a daily basis for the last billion years. Um, and then she corrected one thing. Uh, the media got cease and desist, not NDAs from Kathy Hilton's attorney. Okay, so the media got cease and desist. Great. What do we know about cease and desist? Well, we know Diana most recently sent a bunch of them. And guess what? We all have copies of all of them. They got posted not only by Diana, but... The accounts that uh, or the podcast and all those people, they posted theirs as well. So if the media did get cease and desist, they're allowed to post them. They're allowed to say we received a cease and desist from Kathy Hilton. So media, if anybody out there works for quote unquote media, please allow us to see your cease and desist. This could have happened, but I'm just saying they would be allowed to show it. This wouldn't be some deep, dark secret. You're allowed to say you got a cease and desist. That is, and that is all I got to say about that. <laughs> I just think it's really important. Like, you know, like, don't just put out like, well, I know this and I know that. Well, you know, we live in a, a information that you can find out things factually. Let's try to lean towards that. Um, okay. That, uh, you know what? Let's, let's call it. Oh, yeah, the movie Bros comes out this Friday, Billy Eichner's movie. And this is actually a big deal. Um, they had that movie on Hulu called Fire Island that was all uh, based around uh, gay men and there was lesbians in it. And it was a really important movie because, remember, you know, it's really important to have representation to see our stories be told up on screen. Now, me, I'm a white straight dude. I've seen my story told again and again and again and again and again. And I am also smart enough to realize that. And no, I do not feel threatened. Uh, I'm like, oh, I, I'm not going to be able to see or act in more of my stories. No, man. I love all sorts of stories. Um, I'm going to go see Bros probably in the movie theater. I love funny movies. I like Billy Eichner. It seems like it has a great cast, an all-gay cast. But it's important, though, because the success of this film, this is a 
like a a decent budget mainstream film, a romantic comedy. And think about like that's really important. This needs to do good so we're able to tell more stories and have more representation. And once again, I would just urge anybody out there, and I don't think it's my audience because we seem really open about everything, is that don't be threatened about it. We can still all have our stories. But, you know, I I always talk about kids. You know, it's especially important for kids to see representation. You know, I was talking to uh, a friend of mine that's Asian, and they were saying uh, her daughter, you know, like, oh, didn't see enough of her on TV when she was growing up. And I thought that was really interesting. I was like thinking back, I was like, oh yeah. I mean, I guess, so I was thinking about everything I watched and how much representation was all of those things for me, me personally, like my, you know, I was like, I could dream about anything because I saw it up there on the old TV. So that's why it's important because you want kids to see themselves. You want them to be able to dream. You want them to be able to think that they can do anything. And then, uh, you know, find out the way, uh, that I did by just life beating it out of you that you cannot, (laughs) but it's important to support these things. Um, even if you don't sometimes even understand it, you know, but you want to be a part of helping communities and getting messages out there and stuff because we are secure in our own messages. And does that make sense? Uh, I'm sure I could have said that better, but I'm excited to see that, which comes out this week. Also, the Ana de Arnis Blonde, the Marilyn Monroe, finally comes out this Wednesday on Netflix, which should be interesting. But that Salt Lake is going to be on Wednesday as well. I think maybe I'll just release that on Thursday, actually, so you guys can have that recap immediately uh, the next day. And then, of course, uh, Friday will be Beverly Hills. What a mess. That, that, that I can't wait. I, in Southern Charm season finale this uh, Thursday. I'm excited for this to be over. I'm, I'm ready to move on, man. I am ready. I am ready to get to Potomac. I am ready to, I am ready for fall. So you guys, this is your Monday episode. Uh, there is so much still left to cover, but I am beat and it's been almost two hours. So have a great week. If this is the only episode you listen to all week, thank you. Thank you so much for being here and for all the rest who joined me Tuesday through Friday and all you Patreon baddies. I appreciate you. Let me know if there's anything that you'd like to hear me talk about. Okay. I will talk to you very soon. Bye. Betches.